and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, which is part of the Edge Sports family. I hope everyone listening survived the first week of their fantasy playoffs. It's now week 15, and I'm going to preview the matchups this week by looking at player venues, the forecasted weather, and defensive opponents. Let's get that started by looking at quarterbacks. At quarterback, my favorite matchups this week include Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm pretty stunned that I'm starting this show talking about Eli Manning, but that's kind of the way it's kind of unfolded. Uh, With Daniel Jones likely out this week, Eli Manning is the one that's going to get the home matchup against the Dolphins, which is a really great one for fantasy quarterbacks. The Dolphins are the number 32 DVOA pass defense, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 48%, which is the most in football. Meanwhile, Manning is going to get the full complement of giant skill receivers that neither Jones nor Manning earlier this year ever got together. Uh, Darius Slayton obviously has been playing great, scored two touchdowns last week. Golden Tate is back. Sterling Shepard is back from his concussions. And it looks like Evan Ingram's going to play this weekend as well. So it's a, it's a lot of talent for Manning to have to deal with here, and I expect him to throw multiple touchdowns this week against the Dolphins. That said, if you're looking for a more conventional Shadow League start, look no further than Drew Brees. Uh, Brees, I've kind of been harping on all season, is a much better fantasy player at home than on the road. He scored 5.4 more fantasy points per game at home since 2016. And last week, he was able to overcome a very difficult 49ers defensive matchup, again, playing at home. He threw for 350 yards and scored six total touchdowns. He should probably have a little bit easier time, although obviously he won't do quite as well in fantasy this week, at home against the Colts. The Colts are just pretty much neutral across the board as a pass defense. Neutral in terms of DVOA, they're 14th. They're neutral for passing touchdowns per attempt. But again, since Breeze is at home, I'm taking this as a plus matchup and have him in my top five at the position this week. For Baker Mayfield, he actually has to go on the road here, but I think against the Cardinals, you're not going to complain too much for fantasy purposes. The Cardinals are the number 29 DVOA pass defense and number 13 DVOA run defense. So one, they're bad against the pass, and two, their relative strength against the run means that their opponents tend to pass more than they run, something that also being on the road can help contribute to. Meanwhile, the Cardinals also increased their opponents' passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%, which is the third most in football. So I think Mayfield can probably continue his streak of touchdown scoring, too, in this game as a nice fantasy start, maybe in deeper leagues a little bit. You know, Ryan Tannehill, since week seven, when he first started um, his first game this year for the Titans, he's actually been the number two fantasy producer in terms of average points per game behind only Lamar Jackson among quarterbacks. So at this point, I think you can safely consider him an every week start, even for these critical fantasy playoff matchups. Meanwhile, this week, he's at home against the Texans, which is a plus-plus kind of matchup in fantasy. The Texans are the number 27 DVOA pass defense versus number 14 against the run, and the Texans also increased passing touchdowns per attempt by 31%, which is the fourth most in football. That jumps Tannehill up close to my top 10, and then a little bit behind him, too, we have Jimmy Garoppolo at home against the Falcons. Probably more obvious for people that they're a good fantasy matchup for quarterbacks, but it's definitely true. They're number 26 in DVOA against the pass versus number 16 against the run, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 20%. Not quite as much as Tannehill's going to get this weekend, but that's still sixth most in football and makes Garoppolo a good start for you. Okay, for the quarterbacks with the worst fantasy matchups this week, those include Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and Kirk Cousins. For Andy Dalton, he may be more of like a deeper league start in any case. I have him 17th in true talent at the position right now. Uh, But this week at home against the Patriots, you're definitely not going to want to start him. I've dropped him to 29th. The Patriots are the number one DVOA pass defense, and they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 40%, the second most in football. And weirdly, Dalton has actually shown better splits playing on the road than at home in his career. He's pretty much the only quarterback that has done that consistently over a long period of time. So pretty much every factor here is kind of going against him. 
so you're not going to really want to start him this week. Uh, for Matt Ryan, he's been a little bit more resistant to the home and road splits than you would expect for a quarterback that plays his home games in the Dome, but he's still traveling on the road to San Francisco in their number two DVA pass defense. Now, obviously, Drew Brees had a lot of success against them last week, but that was in New Orleans. If you look at the 49ers splits this season when they're at home, they haven't allowed even 190 passing yards this season. The Seahawks did the most with 181, but that, again, was in overtime, too. So it's just a really difficult matchup for teams to go into San Francisco and play well against that defense. Meanwhile, that defense decreases pass plays by 16%, which is the second most in football, and decreases passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 18% and 10%, respectively, all of which drops Matt Ryan out of my top 10, where he normally is, all the way to 23rd of the position this week. Even in your shallow formats, I think I would probably try to look elsewhere and play the matchups with someone else this week. Next up, we have Sam Darnold. He's playing tonight um, on the Thursday night football game against the Ravens in Baltimore. Obviously, a very tough spot being on the road, and the Ravens are just a really good defense. I mean, they're they're very strong against the pass. Number three, DVOA pass defense. A little bit weaker, number 21, DVOA against the run. But that should just probably serve to increase the Jets' reliance on the run versus on the pass. Could be a really tough day for Darnold, maybe with fewer pass attempts. And just in general, the Ravens' defense cuts passing touchdowns per attempt by 50%, and that is the most in football. Tough spot here. For another second-year quarterback, Josh Allen, he's been a little bit more immune to the matchups than Darnold, in part because he has his, his running game to rely on and he scored a lot of rushing touchdowns. But if you really dig into his passing splits, you can see that he is susceptible to matchups as well, in particular when he's throwing the ball. I kind of ran a little table here. You can check it out on footballoutsiders.com in my article today. But when you group Allen's performances this year by teams with the upper third DVOA pass defenses, the middle third DVOA pass defenses, and the bottom third DVOA pass defenses, a pretty stark trend emerges. He's played two of the team, the, the league's top 11 pass defenses, the Patriots and the Ravens, and, and has thrown for less than 300 combined yards against them and just one total touchdown against them. He did run in a touchdown against them, but that still adds up to less than 10 fantasy points in those two starts. Not a huge sample, but the split makes sense, and it kind of continues on down to the middle uh, in, the, in the bottom tier pass defenses. So all of that said, this week playing on the road against the Steelers, the number four DVA pass defense, and a team that decreases passing yards and touchdowns by 9% and 8% per attempt. I'm not super bullish on Allen, and I have him outside of my top 20 in the position as well. And then finally for quarterbacks, we have Kirk Cousins on the road against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers aren't nearly as scary of a pass defense on paper. They're just number 20 in DVA pass defense, um, and they're neutral for passing yards and touchdowns per attempt. Um, although, I guess with Derwin James now back in the lineup, that may be trending in a positive direction. We just don't have a lot of evidence of that so far. But the reason that I'm scared here by by Cousins in fantasy is that the Chargers cut pass plays by 17%, which is the most in football. And Cousins and the Vikings are already a team that kind of relies more heavily on the run whenever they can. So if this ends up being a spot where they can rely more on the run, it could be a much bigger volume day for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison and a lot smaller for Cousins. Cousins really needs that volume to thrive in fantasy. And just as kind of an added... Uh, contextual factor against him this week. They're expecting 14 mile per hour sustained winds in Los Angeles this weekend uh, for that Sunday game. So this could be a pretty tough spot for Cousins. I would probably look to sit him this week if I can. Uh, I've dropped him from 14th in my true talent rankings to 24th at the position this week. Okay, next up for running backs, the, the running backs with the best matchups include Chris Carson, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, and Patrick Laird. For Carson, really events conspire to give him the best possible situation this week. Uh, unfortunately for his teammate, Rashad Penny is out for the season with a, a knee injury. 
And so suddenly Carson is really the only running back in their backfield with any kind of experience and any kind of likelihood to carry the ball for for a heavy volume. And then this weekend he draws a Panthers matchup that is by far the best you can be uh, for a running back in fantasy. The Panthers are number 32 in DVA run defense uh, versus number 8 in DVA pass defense. So they allow a lot of yardage and they allow a lot of rushing opportunities. And then generally they increase rushing yards per attempt by 22% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 148%. Uh, Both of those are the most in football and the touchdown rate is by far the most in football. I was already jumping Carson up to my top five in true talent because of the lack of other options in their backfield, but he jumps a second for me this week uh, based on the matchups too. And so he's a great option for you in your shallow and deep formats and also in DFS where his DFS salary on DraftKings is just six most of the position. I think you could probably build a lot of lineups with him as a centerpiece there. And then meanwhile, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, two running backs that don't really need plus matchups to do well in fantasy, but they do both have him this week. McCaffrey's in that same game against Carson at home against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are number 22 in DVOA run defense, and they increase rushing touchdowns per attempt by 59%. Not nearly the same as the Panthers, but that is still the second most in football, so a good spot there for McCaffrey. And then Barkley gets that home matchup against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are both number 29 DVOA in run defense and number 32 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. So good for Barkley from both his rushing and receiving perspectives. Meanwhile, the Dolphins increased their opponent's run plays by 16%, third most in football. So this could be a game where the Giants want to rely a little bit more heavily on Barkley, especially if the Giants end up going up later in the game and can use him to, to kill some clock. Um, Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs, a little uncertainty here whether or not he's going to play. He's dealing with a fractured shoulder, which obviously sounds bad. I thought at first he was going to be out for the rest of the season. But at this point, it sounds like there's a chance he's going to play this this weekend. And I think just based on last week's performances, I think DeAndre Washington is someone you can probably plug and play to replace him if he does miss. But assuming Jacobs does play, he, he draws this really nice home matchup against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are number 31 in DVOA run defense versus number 21 in DVOA pass defense. And they increase rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 14% and 47%. That latter number is the third most in football. Meanwhile, Jacobs, still kind of weirdly, and, and probably in part because he missed last week, hasn't scored a touchdown on the road this season. All seven of his touchdowns have either come at home or in that one game in London where they were the home team. So kind of a crazy split. I don't expect that to continue forever, but the fact that he's at home with such a plus matchup means that I'm going to start him without any hesitance if he ends up being named uh, active for this game. And then for Kareem Hunt and Patrick Laird, two different types of running backs here from the other guys I've been talking about. They're really more receiving type of backs who get more of their work through the passing game. Well, because of that, they actually draw plus matchups here against the Cardinals and Giants, respectively. First for Hunt against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just uh, number 13 in DVOA against the run, but they're number 28 in DVOA defense against receiving backs, allowing 50 yards per game to the position. So really Hunt here is the one that has the better matchup than Nick Chubb having to face that tougher run defense on the road. And then Patrick Laherty gets that Giants defense. They're number 25 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. Um, and they're even though they're number 12 in DVOA run defense, they also increase run plays by 15%. Uh, so it may be a situation where Laherty gets a little bit extra work and plus has a little bit more success as a receiver. As pretty much the workhorse option for the Dolphins right now, I think he could be a nice option for you this week in fantasy. Let's see, I have him uh, up to top 10 at the position uh, in PPR formats. All right, let's move down to the running backs with the bad matchups this week. Those include Joe Mixon, Bo Scarborough, Carlos Hyde, Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram, and Devontae Freeman. Uh, for Mixon, he gets that home matchup against the Patriots. And while the, the Patriots are notable for their pass defense, 
They're actually pretty good against the run, too, number six in DVOA. And just the general quality of their defense ends up cutting run plays by 14%, which is the fourth most in football, and cuts rushing touchdowns per attempt by 48%, the fifth most in football. So tough spot here for Mixon and really for the Bengals in general. But for Mixon, I've dropped him to 24th at the position. Normally, he's an RB2 for me. And then Bo Scarborough, he's really emerged as a consistent option for the Lions, getting the lion's share of that work there, pun intended. Uh, But at home against the Bucs this week, I think it could be a difficult spot. The Bucs are still the number one DVOA run defense compared to the number 19 DVOA pass defense. And that stark split ends up leading to a lot more pass plays and a lot fewer run plays than for their opponents. And so cutting run plays by 16%, third most in football, I think Scarborough's workload could be down. He did see three targets last week, three of his four all season. So maybe he's getting worked in a little bit more um, as a full workhorse type of back, but I wouldn't expect a lot of receiving work here. And I would expect a down day for him with that tough matchup. Uh, Carlos Hyde, another guy that gets most of his, his fantasy work as a runner rather than a receiver, has a similar sort of tough situation given that skill set this week at, uh, at the Titans. The Titans are the number five DVOA run defense, but number 23 DVOA pass defense. And they cut rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 14% and 17% respectively. So whereas I dropped Scarborough to 31st, I dropped Hyde even further to 36th this week. So in shallow formats, you probably have better options available on your waiver wire for the week. For Marlon Mack, he's a player you can probably start. He came back last week from his injury and and still took the the majority of of the Colts' snaps and rushing attempts. So I think he's probably back to being the workhorse option for that team. But on the road against the Saints, he has a, a pretty similar tough spot here. He was actually against the Bucks last week, which again, I mentioned is a really bad running back matchup. The Saints are bad in a similar type of way. They're number 10 in DVOA run defense, but they cut run plays by 18%, which is the second most in football, even more than the Buccaneers cut. So it may be a tough day for Mac to, to build the volume that you would normally want for a running back two option. Uh, next up, Mark Ingram. He's at home against the Jets. You probably don't think of the Jets this way, but they're actually the number two DVOA run defense compared to the number two, uh, 22 DVOA pass defense. They cut rushing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 36% and 8% respectively. So another tough matchup here for Ingram. I could see this being more of a Lamar Jackson type of game. I know he's dealing with some injuries too, but the, the defense would really skew the work for the Ravens that way. And I could see that happening here, maybe limiting Ingram's volume of touches and success this week. If he scores touchdowns, it won't matter, but I still have him outside my top 20 of the position this week. And then finally, Devontae Freeman. He went from basically the best matchup you can draw for a running back um, against the, the Panthers last week to maybe the hardest on the road against the 49ers. The 49ers are the number nine DVOA run defense, so kind of like the Patriots, not quite as good against the run as the pass. But just generally, that really tough defense puts a, a really tough spot for their fantasy running backs uh, opponents. They cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 40%, which is the sixth most in football. So tough spot here for, for Freeman. You can maybe do better than him as well on, on the waiver wire and shallow formats. Next up, let's look at wide receivers with the best matchups. Those include Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, Darius Slayton, A.J. Brown, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, for Galladay, you know, now that Marvin Jones is out for the season as well, they've also lost, lost Marvin Hall uh, and T.J. Hawkinson at tight end. They're just running out of receiving options for that team, honestly. And so I think that really elevates Galladay to a, a healthy wide receiver one workload. So with that, I've bumped him up to my number 11 true talent wide receiver, and he jumps up to number four for me this week at home against the Buccaneers. I mentioned again how the Bucks have that extreme split on their defense where they're much better against the run uh, than the pass. Meanwhile, they're number 24 in DVOA defense against number one outside receivers specifically, so they're weak where Galladay is strong and has his role. 
And generally, the Buccaneers increased pass plays by 19%, which is the most in football, increased passing touchdowns per attempt by 27%, fifth most in football. A lot of factors that point to this being a really nice positive matchup for Galladay, somebody you should use in fantasy for sure. Uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, you're using in fantasy. At this point, he's either my number one wide receiver every week, or sometimes Devontae Adams kicks him out, but he doesn't fall further than two. He's number one for me this week at home against the Colts. Uh, again, the Colts aren't really necessarily a great defense uh, defensive matchup for number one outside receivers, but with Breeze being at home, that pretty much boosts all of his skill players because of his home and road splits. So Thomas is number one for me this week. Now for Darius Slayton, it was good to see him get such a good workload and produce a lot of fantasy points last week when Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard were both active together with him for the first time all season. As pretty much the only deep threat on the team, I think he's going to continue to see a lot of work, even with the, the full complement of skill position players back alongside him. And this week at home against the Dolphins, I think it's a pretty good spot for him. The Dolphins are number 31 in DVOA defense against number one and number 29 in DVOA defense against number two outside receivers. So kind of, again, where Slayton's role is um, is where the Dolphins are probably weakest on defense. And then just generally the Dolphins increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 48%, the most in football. So Slayton is a pretty good bet to score this week, and I have him at top 20 at the position for your fantasy playoffs. I have A.J. Brown, a fellow rookie for the Titans, in top 20 as well. He's at home against the Texans. The Texans are number 27 in DVA pass defense, and they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%. That's the fourth most in football. And while it hasn't necessarily been obvious that, that Brown has emerged as the number one option for the Titans, that's really more because the Titans run the ball more frequently than other teams. By percentage of his team's targets, Brown is getting up to in the 30% uh, range of wide receiver and tight end targets. So that's kind of in the wide receiver one, wide receiver two work uh, workflow right now. So I think I'm fully trusting Brown here in my fantasy playoffs, even though he's a rookie, a position that I normally don't like to use rookies uh, in, in football and fantasy. And then finally, Jarvis Landry. He's on the road in that matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, and I think we think of the Cardinals as particularly being a very attractive matchup for fantasy tight ends. But they're also good for fantasy slot receivers, kind of a similar situation here where they struggle with the coverage in the intermediate parts of the field. They're number 29 in DVOA defense against other receivers, so non-number one and number two outside receivers. And generally, the Cardinals increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 32%, third most in football. Odell Beckham may be struggling and may be super inconsistent, but Landry has been consistent and has been very effective in fantasy this season. I'm relying on him as a top 10 option this week. Next up, the wide receivers with the worst matchups this week. Those include Julio Jones, Tyler Boyd, Robbie Anderson, John Brown, and Stephon Diggs. For Julio Jones, he kind of gets the Kenny Galladay bump where with Calvin Ridley out for the season, Jones is definitely going to get the lion's share of the team's targets. But this week on the road against the 49ers, I don't necessarily think that's going to translate into wide receiver one fantasy success. Uh, The 49ers are number eight in DVA defense against number one outside receivers, and frankly, they're top 10 against all receiver groupings. So pretty much a tough spot, no matter who you're relying on here in the Falcons offense. Uh, The 49ers also decreased pass plays by 16%, second most in football, and decreased passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 18% and 10%. I wouldn't bench Jones in any type of redraft format, but I wouldn't rely on him in uh, DFS either, where he's $7,000 in DraftKings right now. It's It's a high price for the matchup. Next up, Tyler Boyd. He's at home against the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots, I think we think of them as a, kind of a shutdown outside defense. and they, I mean, they are, obviously. Stephon Gilmore in particular is, is exceptional. But they're also really good against uh, slot receivers and other receivers where they're number one in DVA defense. And then generally they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 40%, second most in football. I'm not sure John Brown is fully back to being the, the number one target for the Bengals, but 
boy, this is going to have just as difficult a day as the, on the inside as, as Ross is going to have on the outside. And I, I wouldn't use him as a top 30 option this week. For Robbie Anderson, his recent excellent play, uh, he's got over 300 yards the last three games and several touchdowns. Uh, that's boosted him into my top 30 at the position from a true talent standpoint. But tonight at the Ravens, I don't have him there. It's just a very difficult matchup. The Ravens are number seven in DVA defense against number one receivers. Anderson is probably going to draw cornerback Marlon Humphrey in shadow coverage. And Humphrey is third among all qualified corners with a 67% coverage success rate. And he's 13th, allowing just 6.3 yards per target. That's both of those based on Sports Info Solutions charting. So very difficult day for here for Anderson. And the Ravens are only, uh, they're cutting passing touchdowns per attempt by 50%. Maybe a tough day for Anderson to find that deep score like he's had in some of his recent games. Uh, I would try to avoid him in your shallower formats this week. Next up, John Brown. Uh, he clearly, I think to me, is still the number one option for uh, for the Bills, even though uh, Cole Beasley has kind of been coming on lately out of the slot. But I think this is going to be a tough spot for Brown again on the road against the Steelers. The Steelers have the number four DVOA pass defense, and they decrease passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 9% and 8% respectively. I already outlined how Josh Allen has kind of followed the trends of DVOA pass defenses with his passing splits. So it may be a situation where even if Allen can run in a touchdown, that's not going to help John Brown's fantasy success here. And so you can maybe try to avoid him in fantasy this week. And then finally, at wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. Adam Thielen looks like he is going to play this week against the Chargers. So it's it'll be probably good to have him back. So not all of the defensive attention is on Diggs. But Diggs, I think, still is in this tough spot against the Chargers. Uh, they cut pass plays by 17%, which is the most in football. And so I think it just may be a situation where the Vikings are running more this game. And it could be tough for any of the skill position options um, out wide or the tight ends here for the Vikings to do well in fantasy. And then let's close this thing up with tight ends, starting with the good matchups. Those include Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Jonu Smith, and David Njoku. Some of these guys have injury situations to deal with, obviously, but uh, starting with Logan Thomas, with, with all the different lines that are hurt right now, there are just so few pass catching options that I think Logan Thomas is a deeper league option for you in fantasy. Uh, he's at home against the Buccaneers this week. The Bucks are number 27 in DVA defense against tight ends, and they're allowing 67 yards per game to the position, which is the third most in football. So really nice matchup here in a deeper league. If you're desperate, I think Thomas is a, is a fine option. Both Evan Ingram and, and Jared Cook have some injury concerns. I think Ingram's going to play at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are allowing 57 yards per game to the position, which is 12th most. So that would be a plus matchup for him. And then Jared Cook suffered the concussion last week. So I would kind of think of him as being 50-50 right now. But if he does play, I would probably use him as a top 10 option. Uh, again, this is more about Drew Brees' home road splits than it is about the Colts' defensive matchup. They're middle of the pack against tight ends. But being at home, I would use Cook if he played. John New Smith, um, he's at home against the Texans. The Texans are number 24 in DVA defense against tight ends. Uh, Smith has kind of fallen off a little bit um, as A.J. Brown has become the, the, option, the number one option for the team. But I still think he is a viable choice given the matchup this week. I have him ranked 18th at the position, so maybe a, a two, two tight end or deeper league, but still an option. And then David Njoku, I really want to endorse. He's on the road against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are the best possible matchup for tight ends. They're number 32 in DVO defense against the position, and they allow 75 yards per game to the position. That's the most in football. But Njoku made his return from injured reserve last week and played just about 35% of the team's offensive snaps, so not quite the volume you're looking for here. I would say this is kind of a high ceiling choice, but I couldn't raise him over 23rd at the position this week, so probably more of a deep league option than a shallow league option for you. Then for the tight ends with the worst matchups this week, those include Austin Hooper, 
Daniel Brown, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Eifert, and Noah Fant. Austin Hooper also returned from his injury last week. Um, I think he had two catches, but played more like 70% of the team's snaps. So I'm, I'm assuming he's kind of back to being a perennial top 10 option at the position. But on the road against the 49ers, I have him down at eighth at the position this week. Uh, the 49ers did allow a couple of long Jared Cook touchdowns this week, but they're still number two in DVOA against the position, and they're still allowing just 29 yards per game to the position. So still not a great spot here for Hooper. I think in your saddle links you're going to play him, but maybe avoid him in DFS. For Daniel Brown, he is going to be the starter for the Jets this week with Ryan Griffin out injured. Um, but he's this Thursday at the, the Ravens is a tough spot for a tight end in fantasy. They allow just 41 yards per game to the position, and so I would leave Brown on your bench. For Kelsey, obviously you're going to start him every week. I have him number one at the position, even with a tough matchup, but this is a tough matchup against the Broncos. The Broncos are number four in DVOA defense against tight ends, and they cut receiving touchdowns by 24%, which is the sixth most in football. So, I mean, again, you're going to start him, but not as great a start as he would normally be. Tyler Eifert, he's at home too, but he's against the Patriots. They're number six in DVOA defense against tight ends, and they allow just 43 yards per game to the position. So not quite as good as the 49ers, but still pretty fearsome, given that Eifert's more of a borderline start anyway in typical formats. I think you're going to leave him on your bench. And then Noah Pham, since the Emmanuel Sanders trade, he's been getting more and more of the team's target share. But at, uh, on the road against the Chiefs this week, I would probably leave him on your bench too in shallow formats. Uh, the Chiefs are number five in DVA defense against tight ends, and they cut receiving touchdowns by 8%. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher. Meanwhile, best of luck in your fantasy playoff matchup this week. I'll be back next Tuesday to discuss the waiver wire options for week 16, hopefully for your fantasy championship games. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.